hello, 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 and thank you for watching Women Are Talking TV and Radio. I'm your host and producer, T. Billy Martin, and this is Women Are Talking's first podcast simultaneously with the television show. And I'm very proud to, for my first guest to be one of the coolest dudes I know, um, Martin Kennedy Ross. I'm going to use all of them. Um, he's <laughs> the writer of He Said It, I Didn't, which from the site, site um, sheds a whole new light on the reality of Christianity. Kennedy gives no holds barred interpretation, <coughs> excuse me, an explanation of the Bible, all wrapped up in a package of ir- irrelevance, sarcasm, humor, and reason. And I will add perseverance. Um, so I'm just going to get right into it. Hey, <laughs> how, how are you? Good, good, good. How are you? Excited about your book? Actually, I am. Right? I am because you're right. It, 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 it's been a while. It's okay. been a very long time. You want to say how long? Or? Um, I actually wrote the book somewhere about eight to ten years ago. You you started. Let's say when you started the book. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> eight to ten. Why why the long break? Um, well, so basically, if I may, the yeah. the reason I wrote the book was because I was planning on doing a documentary filming documentary on the black israelites oh um anybody who's at least in brooklyn uh, i think i heard that they were in philadelphia and some other uh, urban cities but um they're a group of brothers um dressed in pseudo-islamic garb screaming at people <laughs> and we're all familiar of them around new york right exactly mm-hmm. um so i find these dudes incredibly entertaining yes um but they also like saying like really horrible like harsh things you know and they claim it's backed by the bible so mm-hmm. i never to my knowledge i didn't know of anyone who'd done any interview with them or any work on them or any anything like that so i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna film and uh, do a documentary on the black israelites um but i knew that i couldn't just go in you know blind i had to i decided to arm myself with information <laughs> so i was like well arm with words yeah well, you know <laughs> Like, because I'm like, if if they're saying like, you know, God is blessing people for massacring, you know, ten thousand folks, and I didn't think that that was true. Right. I'm like, I have to know where in the Bible that they're saying it, and and maybe they're misinterpreting what was written in blah blah blah. blah. So I'm right. like, I need to read this. Right. Uh, before I got out of Genesis, um, everything I knew, because I I went to I was raised Catholic. You know, I went to Sunday school. I did my confirmation, my communion. Um, so I had some knowledge of God. Yeah. Um, and so everything they were saying, I'm like, God, I never learned any of this stuff. Right. Um, but when I started reading the Bible, I started to realize that all the stuff that I learned in Sunday school and all the stuff that my mother had been telling me for years were like over here. But what was in the Bible was over here. So I'm like, this is fascinating to me. Right. Um, and my next thought was like, do any other Christians know about this? <laughs> um, yes. So, <laughs> so I was like... <clears throat> I had to put the documentary on the back burner, and I'm like, I have to write about this. So I spent the next year and year and like three months reading the Bible. I took a three or four month break because my brain was burning. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and so I wrote it, uh, and then of course I tried to get it published. I tried to go the traditional route, um, and a book is like a, a, an album. You can't go to a publisher and like, hey, I got a book. You need to get an agent. And I tried to get an agent. Um, I still have the 88 rejection letters. Oh, that I got from that, hurt my heart. <laughs> Ouch. that I got from uh, literary agents. 
And, and you kept them? I kept them. I did keep them. They actually, they were um, in my mother's garage for most of those those eight years, those ten Ooh. years. And when I decided to try again, I, I fished them out and I found them. So I have them with me. But yeah, so after I, I, I tried and, you know, I got all these rejection letters, um, I just, I kind of like let it go. I, I didn't want to do self-publishing back then. I, for some reason, I thought that that wasn't real publishing. You know, yeah. I want someone to, to, to pick me up and they didn't. So I let it go. I went on to other things. Um, you know, I, I did a couple of movies, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And it wasn't until um, last year um, I decided um, that it was time. It was time to try again. And this time I was like, you know what? I just need to get this out there. So I'm going to do self-publishing. And that's what I did. Um, and that's how the book came about this time around. Well, I, uh, when you say self-publishing, kind of you feel more um, involved. You feel more like, um, I don't want to say rectified, but you feel more accomplished in getting it published because you did it. You did it on your, you didn't have to rely on someone else's say on when your, when your book will be released and Right, and whatever to what degree you had total control of how you could. No, th- out. Th- this is true. Like actually, the the cover of the book I designed myself. Covered the book. Yeah, I, for I those did. that are listening, <laughs> just go to the YouTube page to see what I'm showing the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, absolutely. And it's yeah. a very interesting cover. I gotta say, you have like um, the Ten Commandments in Greek, Hebrew, uh, Hebrew, yeah. in Hebrew, uh, oh, both those. of them, and and it's like. When you first look at it, I'm like, okay, this is a, a Christian book. But then the title kind of throws you, <laughs> lets you know it's not. <laughs> Wait, no, it's, it's act, that's that's my interpretation. That's that's the face of God, as far as I'm concerned. The Ten Commandments, you know, because yeah. um, the, the the tablets are the eyes, the his lightning bolts are the eyebrows, uh, eyebrows, right? And and the the uh, those are his jailhouse tats. The um, <laughs> Exodus, Exodus three. <laughs> Um, Leviticus uh, on his face Job. yeah that's his face yeah so you know and I and I, I, I use the background the background is actually frankincense and myrrh um, yeah I could see those right yeah. so you know like because that's again to me like that's like the the placid serene uh, part of God that we all know yeah you know but like to, like I said after reading the Bible like but that's his face yeah you know it, the 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 you, you yeah. painted him very angry. He painted, <clears throat> and see, this is exactly why the title of the book is what it is. He said, it, "I did." Right. I didn't paint him angry. He painted <laughs> himself angry because of all the things that's in there. I mean, he's a rough and tumble dude. Yes, he to, is. To say the least. To say the least. To say the least. To say the least. Um, when I met you, you weren't very. Uh, you were. I would say you were anti-religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To say that in a. Uh, to say that, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, um, and with you coming to create Christian Christianity, it was because of you know personal reasons and, and you taking this journey on. Do you feel like you missed out on not reaching? Well, maybe um, I haven't come to Christianity. This book says it's a biblical book report. Brooklyn style. Brooklyn style. Yeah, the Brooklyn style is the key. Um, yeah, yeah. So the reason why I called it a book report is because I read the Bible as most people don't. I didn't come with it, come to it with a preconceived notion of truth, and and you know, 
uh, structure and faith. I read it like an encyclopedia. Right. Just, just what's in there, you know? And when you do that, it takes on a whole different flavor. Like, um, it's, 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 to me, it's very obvious that this is all written by men. And we know what men did it, but I mean, yeah. they came up with this stuff. I mean, like I said, there's there's some some horrible stuff in there, you know. Like and and so one of my chapters is called "Can I Get a Witness," and that's where I actually interviewed what I call three biblical experts, and one of them was a religious nut. I mean, he had some crazy theories, but <laughs> he knew his Bible. Like there wasn't a, a question I asked him, and I asked him all the same questions. There wasn't a question I asked him that he didn't know the, ch- the chapter, the verse, and everything. He was like, like, oh, you mean da 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 I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just went off. So I asked him. Then I spoke to a minister uh, from the Bronx. And one question I asked him was about the book of Job. That's that's one of the reasons why Job is one of the, the, the tattoos on the face. Yeah. Everyone knows the book of the story of Job in yeah. general. And people usually use that story to illustrate that if you're faithful to God, that He'll get all you get, you know, you'll yeah. be rewarded in the right. end. Right. Be faithful and right. What I don't think people know, because I'm guessing most people actually hasn't haven't actually read <laughs> the story of Job, yeah. is that how this whole thing started. Satan goes up to God one day, and God starts bragging about Job. Look how faithful Job is. Look how you know he's a faithful servant. No problems, da, 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 And Satan's like, well, that's just because you've blessed him with, you know, land and this, and da, da, da. And God's like, oh, yeah? Well, you can take all of that stuff, and I'll tell you, he'll still be faithful. That's a bet. He bet Satan on Job's land, Job's animal, Job's family, because he killed all of them, right? And then Satan came back. And he's like, and God is like, you see, I told you he's still faithful. And Satan was like, well, that's because you didn't harm the man himself. You just took away his things. If you harm him, then he'll definitely turn away from you. And God's like, oh, yeah? Well, you do whatever you want to do, but just don't kill him. And that's where he got hit with the boils and the this and the da 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 And so I asked the minister, because I was talking about the story of Job. I'm like, why did God have to do that? Like, first of all, he's God. Who cares if Satan doesn't believe you? I'm God. You know, I'm the big guy. But let's just say... And you also know the place of where um, Satan is coming from. Oh, I I understand that. But my whole thing is, couldn't God, like, just open up a cloud and, like, well, see, this is what would happen. Yeah. You know, couldn't he have shaken a magic eight ball? and like, hey, here you go, Satan. Like, (laughs) this is what was going to happen. But he instead, first of all, he bet on a man's life or his 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 livelihood his his existence and then you destroyed it you have eradicated it you killed his family you killed his children you killed his oxen you 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 took away everything from the dude just to prove a point and i asked the, the minister i'm like why was that necessary you're god you don't have to do Proof this it, yeah. stuff. and the, the minister looked at me now when I when I when I did this interview, the minister was I think something like fifty two years old. He told me he had been um, ordained since he was like eighteen or nineteen. 
So you're talking about around 30 years this yeah. man has been in the church yeah. preaching the word of God. And when I asked him that, I'm like, why was that necessary? Why did he have to do that? He stopped. He looked at me. And he paused. And he's like, you know, that's a good question. I have no answer. What? And he, he went on to say, you know, I have to tell you, I never thought about that. 30 years 30 in the ministry. Years. You never questioned that. He's like, you, he literally said, you made me question my own God now. It's in well, the book. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't see it as questioning God. I'm just I see it as being very, very curious so you can understand the depth of his faithfulness. Because, you know, my interpretation of that was God was testing you know, what thing the one thing he don't control is our free will. That's that's up to us to decide over for ourselves on what role we call taking so on and so forth. He left that up to us. And he banked on Job's love for him to mm-hmm. like you know always know that you know to believe that God always got his back even though he's all this is happening so it wasn't the fact that I took it as it wasn't him testing that his happiness or whatever mm-hmm. it was testing how strong his will is mm-hmm. that's how I that was that's this is my interpretation of, of okay. that story he, he was testing because if he didn't have uh, willpower that that faith mm-hmm. not only in God but within himself he got to believe that you know, deep down within himself for it to be uh, convicted. So that's where I thought, that's why I took that, that's where he was testing. Mm-hmm. Like he took all of these things and then said, okay, what you going to do with it? And Job chose to still remain faithful mm-hmm. because he believed that that was his choice. It wasn't anybody else choosing it for him. You know what I mean? Right. So that that's what I took from yeah. it. Well, my, my, my pushback, if I may. <laughs> yes, pushback, pushback. <laughs> to that is two things. One, um, and again, I, I'm mainly going by what I've always known about who God is. Yeah. God knows everything. Yes. So no matter what you decide to do with your free will, God really knows that. So he's not learning anything here. No. So again, to me, it's an unnecessary move for an all-knowing, you know, all-powerful being. My other pushback is, according to the Bible, there actually is no such thing as free will. Um, Ouch. In um, Exodus, and at least, so again, for those who are unfamiliar, Exodus is where Moses took the Israelites from Pharaoh uh, and they exited out of Egypt. And that's where the, uh, I mean, most of you probably saw the the movie, The Ten Commandments. Right. Ten Commandments were all preceded by, uh, or yeah, they all preceded ten plagues. In at least six of those plagues, before six of those plagues, or after them, rather, six of those plagues were were thrust upon uh, Egypt and Pharaoh by God. Pharaoh decided to let the, the children of Israel go. And then it says, like I said, at least six times. And and again, for, for those who may be curious about this, it, when I wrote this book, I copied the exact words from the Bible. It's in the book. And the the, the, the book and the, the chapter and the verses are all listed. So please feel free to get your Bible and follow <laughs> along. Because <laughs> I am not hiding anything. I am not, you know, uh, uh, right. cor- corrupting anything. It says, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart so that he would not let the children of Israel go. You can try and twist that any way you want, but when you say that six different times, it's pretty clear Pharaoh wanted to do something. 
God hardened his heart and made him do something else. So Pharaoh didn't have free will. So free will is a fallacy. So again, this is what I'm saying. Like, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I, I chose to, I mean, I initially wrote this book because I'm like, holy crap, this is some amazing stuff right. that anybody knows. But when I decided to publish it last year. Wait, hold on one second. What? Sorry about that. Cut it off real quick. I just had to make a run. Mm-hmm. And we're um, back. Yeah, so basically, as I was saying, you know, you, you can try and, and, you know, twist that around, but, you know, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart so he would not let the children of Israel go. So, like I said, you know, that's why I said I had to push back on yeah. the Job story with free will because a lot of people, you know, that's usually the answer when something kind of wild happens in the Bible. Oh, well, they had free will to do it. I'm like, but what about Pharaoh? Yeah. And obviously if Pharaoh didn't have free will, God chose at that moment to not give him free will. That means he can choose at any moment to give people free will or not give people free will. Yeah. So when they're butchering and they're raping and they're pillaging, it's not free will, you know. Or it's free will, but God let him do it anyway because he didn't let Pharaoh do what he wanted to do, right. you know. So, again, it all comes back on God. Again, if you believe yeah. that this is how it all went down. Well, you know, people will listen to this or read your book and think that you're anti without actually listening to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that, because I'm sure you come across Christians that's just one-sided. Sure. And they believe what they're going to say they believe and go by what they say they go by mm-hmm. without wanting to hear any type of uh uh, a doubt or uh, you know more to it you know what I'm saying you you know the questions yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about um, and they won't take it all in because they're feeling like oh you're talking bad about God mm-hmm. knowing you the way I know you and then you know listening to you and knowing your story and, as well and I, you know I have a, a relationship mm-hmm. with God I don't I don't feel that way at all at any point passionate if anything it opens up a conversation on how well we do know our God it doesn't right. make me doubt him any less, you and, know, and that's fine. But I, it makes me yeah. question, like, uh, it does not not just makes you question God, but the people uh, who wrote the Bible mm-hmm. and exactly how much of it I should take in, I should not take right. in, or whatever. Because the Bible is not just it's just one source; it's actually mm-hmm. a couple, you know, that mm-hmm. you can put together to, to be right. one and whatever. So it, it 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 all kind of like is up to you, the individual, to go reach right. out and get that knowledge sure. or that you know and and take it all in and make it all mean whatever you need right. to be for yourself. I mean, first and foremost, and even before I wrote my book, I used to tell people, you know, like most of my friends are Christians. You know, my mother and father love Jesus. Right. For whatever reason, it just never stuck with me. Yeah. You know, I was always thinking and thinking like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't like yeah. that. Da, da, da. And it's not because of the religion, it's because of the people. Right, right. And so I always say, I'm like, if going to church and believing in God keeps you off the bottle, keeps you from hitting your wife, keeps you from climbing in someone's window to get their TV, fine. do Beautiful. Do what you got to do, you know? Um, but like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm just like, you know, I've had some friends who would say to me like, oh, well, you know, you can't do anything without Jesus and you're going to hell because you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I'm like, yeah. You know, people like that that do that, that makes me question how much of a Christian they are. Well, again, 
what is a Christian? You know, that the same like, that. And again, to me, that's one of the problems with, you know, interpretation. You know, that's why we can have people who who believe that, you know, killing is OK because God said so. And other people who believe that. Murder. Right. And they, or, or like and, and, and another reason why I decided to put this book out now is because I guess I started thinking of people like the gay community. You know, remember the big thing with the the, the download brothers. Yeah. You know, back then, back you know, like you know, a few years ago. The nineties. Right. Exactly. You know, all you know. We know the black community has a big issue with with the homosexuals. Yeah. And because of religion, though. exactly. Based, it's exactly. religious. Exactly. It's not because of community, but it's religion right. based. Exactly. And I'm like, you know, there are people who are basically they're trapped by their religion. You know, they're. They they can't come out to their family because they'll be disowned. They can't come out to their you know to to the community because of this this whole thing that you know. And and these are one of the things. Like I said, when I when I listened to the Israelites, the day I decided to do this documentary, it was when the Israelites were literally screaming across Fulton Street to two gay dudes that were standing across the street in the corner, and they were screaming at them, telling them that we have to kill you. Oh my God. You know, you better be glad they, I wasn't with you. <laughs> but the whole, but but see, the, the the thing is, it's in the Bible. It says, if a man layeth with man, as he said, lays with womankind, it is an abomination, and they have to be put to death. If you, uh, what was the other one? If you, if your kid, if your kid gives you back talk, you can get the elders of the community to stone your kid to death. It says this. But would you do it? Uh, th- again, that's your choice. It's it is your individual choice. Individual choice, right? If you you believe in that, but I've I've talked to people who said they believe every single thing in the Bible is completely true. No, not one one sentence is wrong. And I'm like, okay. But what about because you? I I read somewhere in your book. In your book, uh, I forgot if it was the under the author or the book uh, excerpt where you explain. Probably isn't it when your expert work says uh, how some parts of the Bible contradicts itself oh yeah that was what well, that was the third person i interviewed a, a theological professor yeah and he actually agreed with me he's like most of the bible is made up he still he says he still believes in jesus he i do loves, too he loves i believe jesus. in jesus i believe he died on the cross for my sins i believe I, my relationship with god is the most most important relationship that i have but i honestly i don't believe everything in the bible is is yeah. uh accurate like I'm gonna, you know, you brought up homosexuality. I don't believe that we are not to love them as though that we love ourselves because that's one of the Ten Commandments to love thy neighbor. Right. And, so mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, for me, Christianity can be highly hypocritical when it comes mm-hmm. down to those that are non-Christian, and mm-hmm. especially when it comes down to. Sex. And I'm not saying this because, oh, I, I mean, I'm I'm not a lesbian or, or nothing like that, but I am a a supporter of the LGBT community mm-hmm. and I and I also love my God. Like my son's got godfathers. They're they're an open gay couple mm-hmm. and I love them to death. I have girlfriends, you know, who are lesbians who's been in my life, you know, forever and a day and I love them to death. Right. I can honestly say that the Christian most Christian folks in my life, the duration of my life who has been kind and loving and good and encouraging and supportive and everything that you expect from a Christian was from a non Christian. You know what's so funny? You say that <clears throat> when I, I used to work here at, at at Brick, 
I used to be uh, uh, the producer for a show, a Christian show. It was a, a female reverend minister. Oh, don't don't say, child. You know she might be, she might like listen to the show. Like I said, we might know who she's talking about. <laughs> but you know, she did the show, and I was, you know, um, I was like I said, I, I was a director and producer of the show, and I was helping to get her Facebook page together and all that stuff. And she said to me, she's like, you know, you've been you've been better to me than almost any Christian person that I know. See. And, and 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 that's the that's I'm like because and that's that's like towards the end of my book I'm like if you if you you know if you even paused on what you believed about the Bible and God after reading my book then just know that you know you are in control of your life you make the decision it's not in anyone's hands it's not anybody above watching you protecting you if you don't kill anybody, it's because you chose not to. If you chose not to, if right. If you chose to, to get a, 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 a bachelor's degree and graduate, it's because you chose to do right, that. Right, You know? Yeah. And I'm like, because I, I, I said to people, I'm like, I've, Billy, I've never been to jail. I've never, I, I have virgin lungs. I've never even smoked a cigarette. And I'm like, <laughs> how is it possible for me to do all of this without, you know, God as my co-pilot? Right, You right. know, because I chose to. Right, You right. know, and that's, that's. Part of the reason I'm like, uh, and that's why the the main thing about this book is choice. Right. When you read this, you will now have a choice to, now that you fully understand what encompasses that book, now you have a real choice of whether you want to follow along as you you want, as you have been, or maybe choose something else. Right. When I was right reading the Bible to, to write this book, I spoke to a guy. And I was, and we were just talking, and it came up, and I was like, "Yo, did you know that God did da 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 da?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, man, God is ruthless. You know, he'll he'll, <laughs> he he'll gully. yeah, he'll take you down." And it's like, and I was like, well, "Okay, it was no argument because he knew what was in there, right. and he was cool with it." So let me ask you a question: mm-hmm. Do you believe that there's a such thing as an 100 percent Christian? No, I, it's impossible. Thank you. Because of, because we're human, and I said that because I have <laughs> because I know someone in my life in my circle, um, and when she hears this, if she decides to support me and I watch this or, or listen to this, she's go, she's going to know that I asked that question for her in particular mm-hmm. because I don't believe that there's no. God. That's why I'm always saying, oh excuse me, mm-hmm. sorry folks. Um, that's why I'm always saying stuff like I'm not 100% Christian. I'm more 76.2. You know, like I'm not, and I will never front. Like I'm 100% no. Christian. Why? Because I didn't walk on water. I didn't die on the cross. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? I, I, my, my mother was far from a virgin. So like it's it's not. Right. I'm nowhere near that. And unless you are, then you can judge me. Yeah, so and, and that's that's just how I feel. You know, yeah. you, you can't unless you doing those did that mm-hmm. then you can just be until then you're gonna yeah stay I mean, late i mean you it's like you, you, you can try as best you can and even that sometimes you know i'm like are you really trying are you really tr- yeah yeah or, yeah yeah are you, are you just having a good time and knowing that you can ask for forgiveness later you know like the ones that and we all know who they are from monday <laughs> to monday to saturday they're the biggest sinners mm-hmm. on earth and on sunday they they the leading the choir yeah. on sunday you know like no i uh, <laughs> i had a, i had a, a a while ago my first job i had a manager and we got into this discussion he had two girlfriends oh right? okay Pam. All and of right. course having sex with both of them and of but he was like you know no i'm a, i'm a christian he was he was cuban too he had a thick accent i'm a christian no i i you know i you i try you know i i try to be good but you know, you you, you you don't just things happen, and I told him I was like, 
You know, if he there's said, a, I try. <laughs> if there's a God, he knows that you're lying right now. <laughs> and you're going to hell on roller skates. You do understand that, right? Oh, fire. You know, I have two girlfriends, but I'm trying to be good. Yeah. Okay, sure. You know one thing, another question um, that's a popular one. Uh, is there any difference in measurement of a sin? It, it really just, uh, to me, there is. You know, but. Like I said, I, I'm not a Christian. I'm, you know, I'm not a Scott. Like I guess I read the book. I didn't study it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah. But d- now that you're more familiar and comfortable with the Bible, what you took from it, would you say that you know there's one some sins that are just bigger or smaller than the uh, other? To me, absolutely. I, I, I mean, yeah, that whole you know taking a penny from someone's pocket or killing their mother is the same sin. No, it's not the same right. sin. You know. <laughs> you know, there's the no, no. I absolutely. There are different levels, you know, and, and of course, and I mean, there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Circumstances, intent, yeah. the degree, the what it is. There's just too much. There's just yeah. too much. So, no, there's no way these, all these things are equal. The reason why I ask that because, you know, like one of the Ten Commandments are um, thou shalt not lie. Mm-hmm. And a simple, it's probably what the shortest commandment mm-hmm. in words right. and whatever. But the reason why, for me, that's the most, one of the most important commandments because a lie leads to everything else. Every every sin begins with a lie. Mm. Everyone mm. begins with a lie, even if if it's heard or if it's you know if, if it's verbalized, whatever. It starts with a lie, lying to yourself, lying to the person you're hurting, lying to whatever. Right. It, it always begins with a lie, and for me, that's the worst thing you can do mm. is lie to me because that tells me you're capable of doing anything and everything else. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, like you said, it's certainly interwoven in, in almost every horrible thing that you can do. So, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It's been a really interesting conversation, I gotta say. <laughs> and we didn't ever have wine over it either. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, how do you feel about fellow Christians now that you've read the Bible? Um, I, like, it, again, it depends, you know. Depends on what? It depends on, on the type of Christian they are. Like, like, again, like, like you. You know, you, you seem, like I said, you have, you know, a relationship with God uh, over the Jesus. Um, you try to live your life decently. And you, and for me, for me personally, you don't push your religion and your faith on people and in their face. God, I don't believe in that. So, and that doesn't make me less of a Christian. And I know some folks that would say that, oh, that you're not, I don't believe that's my. I should be doing that right. because my relationship with God is mine. Right. And I'm not going to have to like, oh, you got to love God the way I do because he did this, that, and the third for me. See, your life is your right. life. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't go through my struggles. Right. He didn't want you to go through my struggles like he didn't want me to go through yours. So why should I t- tell you how to worship him or how to praise him when you didn't walk in my steps? Right. I just feel like that's to me. I just feel like that's kind of over the top. That's drama. That's drama. That's attention hungry. Mm-hmm. But that's that's yeah. my thoughts. Yeah, and you know, and, and, and that's what I'm saying, like, you know, like I said, I wrote the book so people could know. If if you read, when you read the book and you're just like, wow, that was some crazy stuff, you know, really interesting, but, you know, thanks for the, 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 the <laughs> exercise, but I'm good, I'm fine with it. Right. You know, like I said, it, it's, but you, like I said, now you know, you're armed with the information. Right. There's no more, uh, um. Just you know, just giving you the the roses and the, and the petals and all the yeah. you know, and and again, and, and that's fine. So you know, there are people who are 
they they won't be able to handle that book because their mind because it's too honest yeah their mind will be chipping away at their faith <laughs> and they're gonna have a nervous breakdown <laughs> you know and you know and that's fine like and just really quickly like whatever i do you know be it my movies be it the book be it the artwork i've I have three tenets of creativity that yeah. I always try to put. Entertain, educate, agitate. Because I feel like if you if I if I'm able to do at least two of those three, then I have your attention. Right. And you're just gonna hear what I'm saying. Right. And that book is completely enveloped in all three. Remember one time, what's the name of that book? It's called He Said It, I Didn't. And um, where can you find it? Uh, it's on Ex Libris uh, website. That's my publishing company, and it's also on Amazon. Uh, uh, the full title is "He Said It, I Didn't: A Biblical Book Report, Brooklyn Style." And this on social media? Uh, yes, it's uh, um, on my Facebook page. Uh, actually, I'm having some T-shirts made, some okay. more promotional items. So, Word. Uh, just check that out. So uh, it'll be uh, on the uh, website. Um, he said it, I didn't. dot com. You can go to that right there, and you'll get the book. You can get the hardcover. You can get the softcover. And you can get the ebook. You know, for the millennials out there who don't know what hey, a book actually is. Hey, I'm not a millennial, is. but I like to now. I've <laughs> well, always got to use Well, you have that soft cover now, so you can hold it and, yeah, yeah. and like, oh, Word. My, my, and I can brag about it. Yeah. My fingers burn. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> We didn't even get the chance to talk about your comedy. I know. But that's another day. Another that's another day. We that's can, another we'll day. come back definitely. Yeah, absolutely. That's and uh, what are your future goals for this book? What do you want to do with it? Like, all right, is it going to turn into a film or well, is it going to turn know, into a play? When you said that. <laughs> Um, since there's no, you know, structured linear story, you know, it'll be hard to turn into a a, a, a play or a movie. Uh, however, however, okay. while I was writing that book, when I got to the New Testament part, um, for something I wanted to write about, I actually started watching um, Passion of the Christ again. Oh, my gosh. And I, I wrote about it in the book. To me, it's one of the most hilarious. And when I say hilarious... Hilariously ridiculous <laughs> uh, um, interpretations. <laughs> you go to hell. <laughs> Hilariously ridiculous. I mean, again, I don't know if people have seen this movie, but Jesus got beat for like about ten on-screen minutes. Like, I mean, like real time. Right. Like they're whipping him. Then they cut to a scene outside of the area where they were beating him. To Mary Magdalene, I think, was talking to somebody else. And you heard him still being beaten. It was ridiculous. So um, it got me to thinking. Um, I uh, made a movie, um, and I took it to uh, the Black Film Festival uh, in Miami in 2011. ABFF. Exactly. And I started asking people, I'm like, what would Jesus be like if he, if he came back here to Earth, you know, now? And everyone was like, oh, well, he'd be a, a freedom fighter or... He'd be feeding the the hungry and 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 you know clothing the the homeless. That would be my answer. What would your answer be? He'll come back bitter as hell. <laughs> he would come back. First of all, he'd probably come in the middle of winter, so you're gonna have a Shirley on. You know, like he he's gonna come back like to come back to this world and see what we have, how far we have gone, how far we have mm. not gone. He would be t- all types of mad. You mean to tell me I took a ten hour ass whooping? <laughs> And died on this cross, asking God to forgive them for they know not what the hell they do, and y'all still acting up? I would be bitter. 
I if I was, that's why I ain't Jesus. That's why I ain't Jesus. I will be bitter as hell. I'll be throwing fireballs at everybody. Like as soon as I come off the deck, I'm elevator cloud. So first of all, thank you for having a different answer than almost everyone else. I, 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 I asked but that I'm question. But I'm being honest. Too. No, but I actually that's an actually an excellent point, and I actually bring that up in my book. But when I asked everyone else, well, I told you what they all said. Yeah. But you know, again, good answer by the way. <laughs> but mine is a little bit different. I'm like considering what he went through. Considering in, in what he different. went through. I'm like, to me, Jesus would have post-traumatic stress disorder. Tell you he would go post to every zip code. <laughs> he would have, he would be suffering from panic attacks. He might be suffering from depression. And he would have parental abandonment issues. And so I'm like, so I pose the question, like, you know, like, what would Jesus do? So I'm like, what would Jesus do if he had all of these issues? He would seek psychiatric help like everybody else. I've written a movie where Jesus comes back and he has to go see a therapist to deal with the issues that he suffered in the New Testament. Okay, we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure you get the details right. <laughs> we're going to talk about that later, definitely. But that is the end of our show. i got to come to it. So be sure, everybody, be sure to visit he did it, I did it, dot com. He, he said did, it. He said it. Excuse me, excuse me. He said it. I did it dot com to follow everything Kennedy Ross and his book on where and when he'll be touring. You will be touring, right? I will, yes. I'm setting oh, that up. Okay, good. Set it up starting in Brooklyn? Of course, yeah. Okay. The... I made a story you want to use. Um, I'm your host and your producer, T. Billy Martin. And just a reminder for you to join Women Are Talking on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube in case you missed us here. Until next time, thank you for watching and listening. Bye. Bye.